Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thanks for being with us for the show. We are so glad that you are here because we just want to put a little light into your world and we're going to do so honestly, authentically, and as always, with no apology. With no apology. And uh, my faithful companion, he's like a golden retriever. <laughs> my husband, Chris. I've been called a dog many us. times, but not in that context. <laughs> and you've been in the doghouse yeah, many times. Even this morning. Yeah. It was a rough morning. <laughs> Again. And the smells. <laughs> no, I'm just They kidding. come from everywhere, don't they? I am kidding. I'm well, totally coming up on the program that. today, we're going to have Mike Shaw with Right On Way Off. That'll be a little bit later. We've got a special guest we want to introduce you to because I am the participation guy, and I just love when people have stuff to say. And I like this guy, and I like the way his mind thinks, and I have great conversations with him. So why not bring him on the show? Emily yeah. said, "Let's do it." And it's yeah. her show. That's I'm pretty just good. I'm just thankful you didn't like go out, like you would pick someone off the street and bring them in and say, "Emily, let's interview this guy. He's got an." <laughs> In, in Everyone's two, a potential playmate In for 2009, you. Yeah. the phone company did a dive on our show and said we had 1,500 attempted phone calls to our show every three hours. Okay? Yeah. That's people off the street. I, I would bring I them on the show every day. We would do, like, That's phone true. call after phone call after phone call. But you had the ability to edit. Well, and we had call screeners. That's had, true. We had call screeners. Yeah. Also, the apologetic <laughs> moment, which we need to name a little something better than that, is coming up. But first, right. we're going to start with something else that needs to be named. I'm calling it Emily's opening monologue, but we got to get better names than that. But anyway, yeah. here we are and go. Oh, <laughs> here's Emily. That's, that's not awkward at all. You're my Jim McMahon. I like that. No, I like it's, that. it's Ed McMahon. Jim McMahon yeah, was, he a was a football player. player. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong McMahon. Oh, I just brought Stephen Boggus up on screen for no reason. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the show is officially off the rails, which We're is what we do. Fun. See there, Stephen. It's All right. interesting, He's, he's waiting. Stephen's there. Waiting. He's coming. Uh, it's interesting, though, because I'm going to talk about... I wanted to just but talk hey, about Before you do morning. your opening monologue, I did this. We got this special guest, and then all of a sudden, yeah. oh, there he is. <laughs> all right. Our audio listeners, I apologize. Yeah. This The video stuff is not my forte, as you know. All right, here we go. Um, Emily's opening monologue. Da, 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 da. Go ahead. The crazy days we live in. The crazy days we live in. <laughs> uh, we talk about it almost every single show, how up is down and right is wrong and black is white and things just keep spiraling uh, more and more as the days go on. Now, here's the thing. We are living... In a culture with a lot of anxiety, like a mm -hmm. lot more anxiety than I remember growing up. You know, uh, people didn't have the same types of struggles. Things were much more orderly, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no denying there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of worry, not with just adults, but with children as well. Uh, two plus two no longer equals four. Let's not even talk about equal justice for all. We right. were talking about that last week. Um, but here's what we have to hang on to. We do not need to, no matter how dark these days will get, and they are going to get very dark, we don't need to be the victim. We don't need to play the victim as those who are saved through Christ Jesus. We have a hope beyond this that um, cannot be squelched as long as we abide in him and he abides in us. When we get into God's word, that's the key. He's going to breathe that life into us. And so turning to Isaiah 29, 20, 
Are you sure? So, yeah, I thought it was 30, but it's actually 20. Okay. Isaiah 29, 20. Listen to this. What does it this say? This is a little bit of hope here. The ruthless will vanish. The mm. mockers will disappear. And all who have an eye for evil will be cut down. Mm. Okay, so this is not going to go on forever. Uh, that's the hope that we have. But 2 Timothy, uh, Timothy 1, 7 says the Spirit of God does not Make us timid. No, rather it gives us power, love, and this is the ticket, self-discipline. We are going to be able to overcome our emotions, overcome the circumstances, overcome all these things because we will have from God that self-discipline and we do not need to worry. Now, I oftentimes read I read the words of Paul, and it's like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy so bad, and I'm you not mean the there yet. Or the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the things that he said, the things that he did. Listen to Second Corinthians 19, uh, twelve verses nine and ten. Uh, actually, I'm just going to do ten. He says, "For the sake of Christ, then I am content." With weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Wow, that sounds like 2023, doesn't it? But he's talking about God being completely sufficient for all his needs. And so we, like, just like Paul, we don't need to play the victim, whatever. Uh, hand life is going to deal with. You mean us. like your last show where you're just broken. Yeah. Right. You're just <laughs> broken. You can be made whole and you can have that eternal hope. And so think on these things. There you go. But I'm bum. But I'm bum. All right. Well, let's uh, go to the apologetic minute. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, do you have, are you, have you prepared yourself? Well, what I want to talk, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I did at the level that I'm being paid for the show. Okay. Yeah, they, they match. Fair. That's fair. I get paid nothing. <laughs> my show prep was nothing. But you're really, really But I have smart burdens. Guy. I have burdens on my heart all the time when it yeah. comes to the church and apologetics of the scripture. And so uh, I just want to take a minute and just encourage people to find a good ground mm. church wherever you might be listening, because it's incredibly important to have a good ground church. And I don't say that the scriptures also talk about that. And it's not just the gathering together of what so-called saints. It's the actual gathering together of the actual saints. Does that make sense? Yeah. In other words, you can gather together with people that don't have any idea what they're doing. Yeah. And the visible church, the state of the what's called the visible church is at an all-time low in America. Now, it's been this low in Europe for many years, and we've seen, you know, the 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 results Effects of that. Effects of that, yeah. And so my my take is that there's good practices, best practices that can be either good or bad. So let's let me eliminate the word good uh, on the front end of that. Let me re say that. Okay. There are best practices that can be good, and there are best practices that can be bad. That makes no sense to me right let now. Me, let, let me let me then <laughs> do what I do. Yes, enlighten me <laughs> in your idiocracy, please. No, All right, I'm just we're going to start with this coffee cup. All right. All right. There's a church. I'm not going to name it, but it starts with the letter V. Mm. Okay. Emily visited there last a week ago Sunday. I did. And she got this, and it's got this cork bottom. And I got Emily a gift while she was gone. And when she got home, she didn't have a gift for me. So she said, hey, I got you this coffee cup from this church. It's a great cup. It's a great mug. It is. It's got it a says, lid and everything on it. It says one life at a time. It must have been a sermon series or something at the church. But this is the church my daughter goes to. And... 
Let me tell you, where did you get this, Emily? You got it at the Welcome Desk, didn't you? Correct, yes. Well, the Welcome Desk, the Connection Center, or whatever cool word you want to put on that, there are really good things that come out of that. And there can also be really bad things that come out of that. Okay. Let me explain. You visit this church, and our granddaughter was just bent out of shape. Grandma, you've got to do the connection card. Fill you out that fill card, out, Grandma. Fill out that card. You've got to take it over here. She even edited it for me. And she edited walked you it? over. Did I say that right? Yeah, because this I... is a nine-year-old who shows up for church and hears over and over and over, if you're visiting, fill this out. So yeah. Grandma's visiting. So it's like, Grandma, you can't you defame are gonna the fill name this of out, our family. And you're going to fill it out properly. That's right. All right. All right. So you go over to the welcome desk, and here's the reality. It's what attitude is behind the welcome desk. Mm-hmm. Is it we have people who are probably struggling with life, people who may know Jesus, but they're out of alignment with them, or they don't know Jesus, they need to be introduced to him. So we're going to give you this coffee cup with a little drink ticket inside, and you're going to give us your email, and we're going to connect with you. And our heart is good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the other side. And okay. I see this, I've seen this quite a bit, um, and it's called discernment. The people that are at the welcome desk don't care about you spiritually. We have a growth goal of 100 new people because that's Mm. going to result in 4.3 giving units, which should result in X, Y, Z. And so we do this as our best practice, and we want to make sure they have this gift so that we can do name acquisition. Oh, I love that marketing, name (laughs) acquisition. And when we do name acquisition, then we go out and we try to build our church. Well, that's not a – that's not the – that's it's using a healthy. best practice in a, in a bad way. Yeah. And that's what, you know, and sermons are the same way. You've got good sermons. You've got, you got bad sermons. You've got people who preach with the idea of, I'm going to preach so that everybody feels good and they come back. In the end times, that's called tickling ears, right? Mm, right, yeah. But it will affect you. Yeah. It will affect you. I can't tell you how many times I want to stand up in front of church and say, look, hey, this is where you're visiting. We don't care about your pronouns, and we expect <laughs> people when they walk in the door to know what bathroom to use. <laughs> Can you do that? Right. Well, yeah, in our yeah, woke yeah. snowflake culture, right, what I just said would would insult even born-again yeah. Christians to say, this guy's too harsh for that me. That would be hateful. And, and so we've got things just all out of whack when it comes to authentic things in the church. But you need to find a good ground church. And I've had somebody email me recently and say, Chris, I heard you say that. What do you mean by that? comes down to one thing. The good ground church you're talking well, about. What does that things. mean? Yeah, okay. The Trinity is a given. If they don't believe in the Trinity, run fir- run fast, run far, All run right. quickly. All right. Trinity's a given. But then it comes down to the Bible. We take the Bible seriously, but not literally. <laughs> Bye. Can't hang out with you. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Is the Bible your final authority? And is it inerrant? And is it inspired? And is it, in fact, God's love letter to us from Genesis 1-1 yeah. to Revelation 22? Kind of key. Yeah. That's, those people have everything because they have the Word of God, which is what puts the light in the, in the, in the keeps the light going in yeah. daily and keeping with repentance. Yeah, kind your of Word thing. is so, life. That's, that's my sure. unprepared uh, little apologetic rant. All right, um, good. Um, so yeah, I, we could call it, um, we could call yours, or we could call mine pastor rant and we could call yours <laughs> granny rant. Start the show. Hey everybody, we're starting the show with granny rant. Yeah, no? I, I like it. I just think that maybe I'll, a little too much me will come out. <laughs> not, a little too negative. Hey, if we use the one word One life rant. at a time. <laughs> that's the, that's the word of the day. Right. But seriously, a good ground church fellowship in these times, um, you're not an island. I don't care what if yeah. you listen to that Simon and Garfunkel song, You're Not a Rock. 
You need other people around you. The the, the scriptures are clear. Uh, Don't try to walk alone when there's so many people that are more than happy to walk with anybody that Jesus sends them. And where are they found? They're found in good ground churches. There you go. I love it. Okay. Uh, Let's bring in our guest. Should we do that? Stephen Stephen Boggess joins us today. Thank you for taking some time and sitting down with us. You're brave. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for say. finding me in the coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> we had we were talking about something, and I'm just like, you want to come on the show? I mean, you know, we don't have a guest today. Yeah, you asked him what What are you thinking? What were you, Stephen Bogus? He needs to come on the show. Well, like, what was okay. going through that pretty little head? Let, of yours? let me give a little backstory so that people aren't just like, oh, we found him on the street. <laughs> <laughs> which which they did. Yeah. <laughs> which they did. <laughs> Stephen and I have had a lot of conversations because he's one of the elders of the church, and he was the guy that. We spent two and a half hours on the phone late one night in May of 2022, and I was doing all I could to eliminate Fresh Encounter so that we didn't have to deal with it. Because there was another church that I was pretty much ready to go to. Um, we were The following week, we were going to do our final ta-da. And so when you and I, Stephen, started talking, um, it was just refreshing to have somebody else who was thinking along the same lines. It was and- a Fresh Encounter. <laughs> His laser beams just circulate in. <laughs> and we've had a lot of fun, but it's always good to get your take on this. And so let's start with the take on the visible church. Um, obviously, you're at Fresh Encounter. You guys brought us in. We're like-minded. But this isn't about Fresh Encounter. This is about the global church, the visible church, whatever you want to see. Uh, say, from your chair, and by the way, Stephen's an insurance executive. From your chair, um, what does it look like to you? Um. Yeah, so I, I would say right now um, in society, the big thing with church, um, on one side of the aisle, you have people that can say, do, commercialize whatever they want to commercialize, say whatever they want to say. Um, I was just actually having a conversation with somebody in the coffee shop before Chris found me, um, <laughs> and we were talking about the football game last night, uh-huh. uh, a family show. Uh, my my kids are Chiefs fans. Okay. And there's a commercial for The Exorcist. Oh, I saw that. I, we stopped the show right then. I told Emily, yep. I said, watch the demons they're bringing into the I living room. I had to yes. look away. And it's, it, it's on every football game, Yep. a commercial for The Exorcist comes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I had a Facebook post about that. Yeah, that if I have to see her face one more time during this game, I'm shutting it off. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. <laughs> so did we. Yeah. I think uh, that that's all fake, too. Yeah. I think it's a fake relationship and people are making money on it. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I would agree with you there. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, but, so that side can do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, what would be the the equivalent of an exorcist uh, commercial for the Super Bowl, it would be some faith-based pastor getting up there and and saying just what you said you want to say every Sunday. Like, Well, f- uh, six years ago, seven years ago, uh, maybe it's even longer now, time flies. Focus on the family and Tim Tebow put together a million-dollar ad. They got the money raised through yeah. some of the millionaires. Uh, pro-life ad, and they rejected it, didn't even let it play on the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So it's not an even playing field. No. True. Um, and so in the in the grand scheme of the church today, culture, um, unapologetic, I like that that term. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to apologize for what I believe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if what I believe is the truth, why shouldn't I want to be able to tell as many people as I can about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're just bombarded um, in everything that we do, something as as wholesome as a football game. Right. Um, you know, gets completely 
destroyed, and yet we're supposed to sit and be quiet um, and be... Just let it into your home. Yeah, just it's be okay. good little Christians and don't insult anybody and don't hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a don't, really good point. Don't forget, blessed be the nice. <laughs> yeah. The 11th commandment that <laughs> yeah. many Christians are under the delusion is real. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this because you are a football coach as well. Yep. And... Um, that is what Chris talked about. One of the things that is becoming mainstream, not just in our culture, but in the church as well, where anything uncomfortable is bad. Mm-hmm. So we have to avoid the uncomfortable. Is it getting more and more difficult for you as these young men are coming up to coach in this world where they're kind of taught to you know, confrontation's bad, uncomfortable is not, is not good, avoid pain at any cost? Or are these boys still very, as far as you can see, pretty pliable when it comes to coaching? Yeah, so I get the um, honor of having them from third through sixth grade. Okay, they're pretty young. Yeah, yep, um, in the youth program, and then also coach freshmen and help at the varsity level. We actually just had this conversation at practice last week. Oh, okay. Um other towns are going to be more, uh, I don't know how you described it, but they are going to be softer. Right. Um, softer tone. And I get you don't grab kids by the face mask and yell right. at them. Right. You don't um, belittle them. Right. right. But I would say we're a pretty demanding um, okay. football program, and, and, and that bears out in, it in, does. in our success. Um, but, yes, definitely the youth of today um, – when I was a kid, I I wanted my dad to let me stay up and watch every game that I could. Yeah. Sunday mm-hmm. night, you know, my eyes are falling. Can I just stay up? No, go to bed. <laughs> but I watched a lot of football. Yeah. And what do kids do today is they either watch somebody else play a video game uh-huh. of somebody playing football. Yeah. Or they're playing a video game of football, but they don't actually watch a game. And so the football IQ in America has dropped. Really? Of players, yeah, of kids in high school today. We were uh, winning a game and running out the clock, and uh-huh. I told my running back, hey, go down in bounds. Okay. And afterwards, he's like, coach, why does it matter? Why can't I just run out of bounds and not get hit? Uh, I was like, because you stopped the clock. I want the clock to run. Yeah. I was like, have you ever watched a football game? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I haven't. <laughs> so, wow, that's interesting. I never thought about that because just like we're see, we're seeing literacy in all realms declining, mm-hmm. but even in things as simple as football, you're seeing well, the same in, thing. in in football, there'll be like uh, the two minutes is coming, and the offense is trying to do a little bit of a hurry up, but it doesn't seem like they have the urgency. Well, one of the things that um, I was taught, uh, not taught, but explained to is that you get so focused, you're so focused in the moment of the, what play was called, what route you're going to supposed to run. You know, if you're a quarterback, you've got everybody's responsibility that you get so focused in the moment, you don't realize what the, you know, you see the clock says a minute 12 and it's ticking, but it doesn't click in you that you got, we got to step it up. That's why the, that's what coaching is, is kind of even, even when you know the right thing to do, sometimes you just, you don't do it. It's like football's a mirror of life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that that's my pet peeve is when it's under two minutes and you mosey to the line of scrimmage. I <laughs> yeah, I see, I call it having a sense of urgency. Yes, yeah. exactly. Chris has used the same term and he's yes. yelling at the screen like, "What are you 
doing? Get yeah. out there. Get out there. Get out there. And then there. Emily says, they can't hear you. They have their helmets on. <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah. you're kind of wasting your time yelling at the TV, but, you know, whatever. Uh, hey, it <laughs> makes us if, feel good, though. I don't know if you remember, but the Vikings played the Giants in the 2000 NFC Championship game and got beat 40 to nothing. Mm-hmm. From that day to this, I have said, I will only really, truly care again when the Vikings are in the NFC Championship again, which they were. Uh, against the Eagles. And, of course, they got throttled, and I couldn't watch after halftime. Otherwise, I just watch as just a generic fan. It really helps me. But anyway, back to the analogy that we're talking about. You can't say – I mean, I remember my coaches, you know, take a lap, Nancy, you know. Yep. Um, you know, hit him in his ovaries, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't say that stuff anymore, you know. You can't. I mean, right or so not? How, I mean, so, yeah, that's a really good football's question. Football's the toughest grind out there. It, 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 how do you – because you do have to yeah. be much more guarded now. How do you motivate motivate these boys to be tough, be strong in those instances where they really do need to be? Um, for me personally, I have two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, one's in eighth grade, one's in sixth grade. I coach. I've had the privilege of coaching both of them. I don't coach my eighth grader right now. But in my defense, if any, if I ever had a parent come to me and say I was too harsh or not loving with their kids. I try to treat every kid that is on my team mm-hmm. as it's my son. And, right. And I am actually way – and my kid will tell my wife this all the time. Dad's way meaner to me. Yeah. <laughs> He's way harder on me than everybody else. Well, your shirt says raised in a barn, so the blame <laughs> yeah. might be 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it is very true. It's I am, true. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're yeah. harder on your own kids. Um, but I treat While everyone. While trying to be fair. Right. Yeah. Try to be fair. Um, but if – and it's all the potential too. And I, you probably heard this before. If your coach isn't pushing you or isn't saying something to you, they probably don't see potential in you. And you're just kind of a warm body there. He doesn't care. The right. right. Yeah. Exactly. And isn't that kind of the way God is as well? Mm-hmm. When he tells us, you know, look, I love my children. Therefore I discipline my children. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't feel that pressure from God, if you don't have that um, day in, day out, uh, keeping in repentance, I'm feeling convicted, I should have done better, I'm stronger than this. If you're not feeling that from God, uh, maybe the same thing is going on, where it's yeah. like, that. There's not. where's the potential there? Yeah. Well, this is James 1, you know, consider it all joy when you're faced with trials many times. If your coach yeah. is yelling at you, it's probably because he feels like you could do a lot better than what you're doing. Right. They he believes in you. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> I, we are, I, we're hard on our kids, but yeah. I, I'll, all the way up to the varsity program, um, our, our coaches tell the kids repeatedly, we love them. We're yes. here for them. You're here for your brothers, you know, the guy next to you, do your job. Um, but yeah, we don't, it, we're still in rural um, America where we can um, kind of uh, get on the kids a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the rural and America have parental factor. support. Yes, that's the, right, yeah, right, that, right, right, right. The rural, the rural aspect. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on the show. Stephen Bogus is with us. He's our special guest, and really because uh, nobody booked a guest for this week, and I was downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we have great conversations. Come on up, and here we are. He is an elder of the church, Fresh Encounter Church, that I'm the pastor of. He's part of the team that found me and said, "We want you to come to Iowa," and then we're like, "Okay." We'll come in. But uh, there's other things that we can talk about, and I would like to get into a couple questions from the insurance industry oh, perspective. And, uh, Emily, did you have anything else for Stephen? It's, you know, 
I've just kind of reset. And no, so I love. I just love the dialogue because the Bible does liken our relationship with Christ and our journey uh, in Christianity to that of an athlete and running the race and finishing well and and enduring and and there's suffering that goes with that. So I, I think that there's really a lot of beneficial things that kids learn through great coaching. So I, I, I'm glad you came and shared that stuff with us. One of the things I wanted to ask is that, okay, Stephen, you're in the insurance industry and it's not like you're an agent. I mean, you're an executive, you're in with the underwriters and the laws and all that mumbo jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoity-toity. <laughs> um, in that world, are you seeing even the insurance industry starting to make adjustments because we are, in fact, living in the end times? Now, I know that's a big mm. matzo ball hanging out there, yep. but I just, I'm going refer- to phrase it again. Are you seeing things in the insurance industry as a biblical guy that makes you say, hmm, this has end times written all over it? And if so, what are you seeing? Mm. Yeah, I, I would say two things. So the first one uh, really relates to end times, but just the weather patterns. Mm. Okay. Um, so if you take the weather patterns outside of a biblical context and just say, oh, well, the weather's a lot worse than it has been or... Different. Different. Um, the derecho in 2020 was like a land hurricane that hit the Midwest and the reinsurers and insurance companies had no idea how to prepare for that, how to rate for it. Mm. And they're like, oh, this has got to be a one in 10,000 year storm. It'll never happen again. Let's just pay the claims and move on with life. Okay. Uh, December 15th, of 2021, in insurance, when storms happen, you you start saying things by the date that it happened. So right, uh, right, uh, yeah, it was uh, the August, December 15th. Storm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, August of 2020 was the first duration. Uh, December 15th, 2021 was the second duration that came across Iowa in December, and there was 61 tornadoes on that day. Holy um, cow! It's the most ever. Yeah. Uh, the it actually topped the most tornadoes in a year in Iowa, and it was all on one day. Mm. Um, so again, well, that goes hand in glove with the scripture because even yep. though Jesus is vague, he talks about the increase in these things, like yeah. like earthquakes. It's the increase in not only severity but in frequency. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and so that is exactly what like the reinsurers and the the smart guys, you know, behind the scenes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to figure out all the actuaries. Trying yeah. to figure out how do you price insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you've got, so the August 2020, December 15th, 2021, and then in 2022, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Minnesota got hit with three different derechos. It was a word that nobody knew before 2020, um, and now it's just a common Midwest storm term. Okay. Um, and it's called? A derecho. A derecho. So I... Never heard it, of it. Right. When it was first termed... So I've heard of a bow echo. That's what a tornado comes out of is, mm-hmm. a, is a bow echo. Okay. So then this word popped on the screen, and I'm like, oh, it's a dare echo. And then— Are we in the Lord of the Rings? What's <laughs> yes, going on here? That's crazy. <laughs> At what point do we have to carry into Mordor? That's what I, <laughs> I, I heard a Where's meteor- the precious? <laughs> I heard a meteorologist call it a derecho, and I'm like, what an idiot. It's a, it's a dare echo. <laughs> So I called it a dare echo. What for, school did you yeah, go to? <laughs> I just assumed that I knew, which I didn't. Okay. Um, but now everybody knows the term, and it's this common thing that happens. And so now reinsurers have said, they went from saying this is a one in a 5,000 year event yeah. to saying, okay, this might be a one in 10 year. Oh, so you okay. can imagine okay. on the pricing side of things, 
if this thing's going to happen once every 10 years, how much more expensive it's right, going to be. Right, right. So well, it's crazy. That's that's taking it out of the biblical context. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, hey, these big storms that we've never had before are happening very frequently. Yeah. Um, the guy that I work with, my boss, is also a Christian. We went to college together. Nice. And so we kind of have conversations, you know, behind the scenes. It's like, oh, it's, it's Iowa. The weather will, you know, the patterns will change. The storms will shift east and... They'll hit Illinois next year, and yeah. or not, <laughs> or they're here to stay, and yeah, you know. So okay, it, I got to go back in just a second. I know we're getting into some serious stuff, but I got to back up for a second. Are you saying that Derecho looks like Derecho on paper? Yeah, D E R E C H O. Okay, and this is a new term in twenty twenty, and you're calling it Derecho to your colleagues? I was calling it Dare Echo to oh, everybody. Oh, okay. So, like, I gave presentations on um, on how to mitigate storm losses and how, yeah. to, as a company, how to be prepared at the, it's so dynamic, National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies. I was there presenting to all these insurance executives, and I called it a Dare Echo. <laughs> And as as the meteorologists are calling this a derecho, and I kept hearing, I'm like, what a... St- these guys are all idiots. But you were, it's a Spanish it's like term. Karaoke, you karaoke. were phonetically yes. correct. So I, I okay. say that everybody has, everybody, this is yours. Everybody has what I call a Philip Mignon moment. Oh. Okay. Philip Mignon? <laughs> yeah, a Philip Mignon because uh, I, I never, I didn't even know that kind of steak existed. When Emily and I are late teens going out to a fancy restaurant, one of the first fancy restaurants I ever was in in my life, and I wanted to, and I actually said Philip Mignon. Yeah. And, and then he ordered a, a, what else was it? A glass of the house rose. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Learned it was rose later. And I'm like, I'm going to marry that guy. Yeah. 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 Emily, when she was a senior in high school and it was speech class, uh, the word sabotage, she kept saying over and over as sabotage. Uh, no, my friend. Sab- my friend, we had to co we had to co present, and she was saying sabotage over and over. So I finally leaned over and whispered and said, "I think it's sabotage." So yeah, watch we've video, all done it. Watch the video on Michael Jordan today, and this uh, influencer said that Michael Jordan was the epitome of. An- <laughs> Is the epitome? Yeah, I'm like, I don't think your career in uh, um, being an influencer is going to. When very Jake, long. when Jake was 10 years old, we'd bring him on the show to do uh, football Fridays with Big Jake, and and then that turned into where he would do part of his homeschooling. Okay, part of his homeschooling as a junior high, because mm-hmm. I mean he was the same age as Creed is now, like uh, eighth grade. Yep. Uh, Creed, by the way, is Stephen's son. If and I had to throw that in there because I'm talking. Uh, inside baseball, and we don't need to do that on the show. Anyway, Jake comes on the show, and he he got the AP Rip and Read Sports, and his job was to, as an eighth grader, to bring three headlines with at least one sentence under each headline. And so now it was morning sports with Big Jake. And so he comes on, and he had to do it once a week, and he comes on in this, uh, this I think it was Jason Giambi. I think he was the third baseman for the Oakland A's. I'm just going off memory here if I'm slightly off. If this wasn't the guy that got diagnosed with cancer, forgive me. But I think it was him. And Jake on the air says, but good news, uh, the tumor turned out to be Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned. We are grateful for yeah. the Benjamin tumors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Instead of benign. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, uh, Stephen, thank you so much as an elder of the church for coming on the show. Uh, Emily always asked me to make sure that you get a chance to get any final thoughts that you want to yes. get out. Anything you'd like to leave with this audience? Uh, I'd say 90% are Christians, 5% might be seekers, and 5% might be lost. What, what's your thoughts? 
Um, I would say football is the best sport uh, to get your kids involved <laughs> in. Um, there's a big concussion craze. Uh, it kind of affects the numbers of the youth, but um, it, I don't know. I There's 44 different positions, mm-hmm. um, and the, the best sport in uh, – as far as getting everybody working as a unit and, Together as and the one. most involvement. Yeah, I don't care what size you are. Like yeah, there's a position there's a in place. football that you can play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that wasn't my final thought. That was <laughs> being facetious. But seriously, it is the best sport. It is a good sport. Um, no, I, I would say uh, final thought is uh, back to Emily's Isaiah 29. I wrote it down here. Ah. Uh, 2920. Correct. correct. Not yes. 2930. Correct. Um, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote football analogy. Um and it talks about how in the end times, um, the wicked will be destroyed. Uh, so here's my football analogy. The last two years, we've won um, the state championship here in Iowa. Uh, this year, we've had some key injuries. We've mm. got less guys. There's a lot of hardships. Um, we can't kick it into the end zone anymore. Like our kicker last year, we never had to worry about kickoff coverage. It was just in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so all trivial things, but all trials as a football coach that you have to work through. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if we already knew the outcome of the season, if we already knew, hey, by the way, you're going to win the championship. Um, your approach to the season, your approach to every practice is different with the end being known. Right. Like we already know we're going to win it. Mm-hmm. Boy, that would make practice interesting. Like how are we going to do this? Right. Without right. this guy and this guy and this all-stater, how are we going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the same with our, our Christian walk. Um, if we have that perspective in mind, like, yeah, there's a lot of crap happening in the world. Can I say crap on your show? Yes, you <laughs> okay. can. You can. Oh, I'm going to say it twice. You can then. say it there's a lot times. Of, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of crap happening in the world. Um, but if you have that, uh, vision of, you know what, the, the end, we already know the result. We, we know, do. We know we're going to win. We know where we're going to end up if you've placed your faith in Christ. Um, and now it's just about how do we deal with the injuries? How exactly. do we deal with, you know, the defenses that we're being faced? Um, so That's I a just really thought, good analogy. I thought when you said that verse, I, I there was a pad of paper here, so yeah. I had to write down my notes. But yeah. that would be my final thought. I love it. I love it. We're going to win. You. We're, We're going to win. win. Championship. We've already yeah, won. Already won yeah. We've already won. And yep. so thank you so much for being with us. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's so, awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, we are going to take a break, and then we'll be back shortly. We're going to be bringing in Mike Shaw, and we're going to be playing right on Way Off. So stay tuned. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Yes, you are. Thank you for spending time with us. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, uh, coming back from break, uh, Emily, this morning you were talking to me about the fact that you wanted to try to do some fun stories. Back in the day when we yeah. had a morning show, we had a bit called News to Amuse, where we would just do those funny little stories. Yeah. And that was lifted from the great Peter Brooks, who used to do on his show every day, News You Can't Use. Yeah. You see how you share But it was bits? fun, crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. I consider that influence and not stealing. But either way, that bit was there. And here's the problem, Emily. You were saying you went to look for good news and you couldn't, you know, or fun news or, you know, weird yeah. stories. You, 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 you came back with nothing. 
You went to the store and came looking, back with nothing. I was looking for some uplifting story because, as you know, we've been talking about it over and over and over again. Uh, things are getting crazy. Things are getting dark. We know what's coming. But you know that there's good things going on at the same time as well. And so I thought, you know what? It's time. I know apology with Emily and Chris to do a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. And so I looked and looked and looked some more, took a little break and looked again. And there like there was nothing good. When I when I would just Google, you know, uplifting stories or whatever, it would be like, oh, Britney Spears gave to a food pantry. You know, like what <laughs> who cares? You know, I was I, looking I for- believe that was Taylor <laughs> Swift. She's everywhere. I yeah. I no, didn't want to say that name in front of Stephen Boggess. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just inane stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a feel-good story. That's not an uplifting story. That's that's garbage. So I'm like, where are the feel-good stories? Where are the uplifting stories? Because I know they're going on. Mm-hmm. I know they're happening. G- uh, good things happen. There. It's not all dark. And so then I just started thinking, why are there no good stories? I mean, of course, you have your media where they just focus on certain things. I thought it was really interesting. Um, Stephen had talked about how he, he wouldn't put it past him that this whole, whoever the football player is and Taylor Swift, their whole dating thing is just orchestrated to put money in people's pockets. You know what I mean? I just, maybe maybe it's not. I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past him. Mike you know Shaw I mean? is joining us now on the yeah. on the guest cam. And uh, Mike, uh, yeah. what what's your take on the? Uh, There's no good stories on the no There's good no stories good out stories. there. As a news director, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about those 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 frivolous stories. You know, like the coyote walked into the you know truck yeah, stop or dude, whatever. I used to fun. be that guy. Yeah. yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, so, you would always have to have that every day. No, so I was the weatherman, and then I did two or three what we call feature stories a week. Mm-hmm. That that run at the end of the news, the feel-good stories, we call those kickers. Yes. And so I was the kicker. Mm-hmm. So you leave couple, people on a, a high note anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. A, yeah. You know, somebody's I had completely grandma, forgot they were called know, kickers. Yeah, AP, kickers. even on the wire, would, would call them, them kickers. Here's your kicker yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. So the kickers. And so I think what's happening now is a couple things. First of all, there's still some out there. Yeah. Uh, but is, there's definitely a supply chain problem. <laughs> <laughs> leading, That's it. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> right. You hit the nail. It's a supply chain it's a supply issue. chain issue. And there's a couple reasons for that. First of all, anybody here watch your local news anymore? No. I no. mean, hardly at it's all. It's too depressing. There's most people don't watch yeah. their local news anymore. Because um, your blood pressure rises. Yeah. I mean, if you do, you're probably a boomer. But um, <laughs> I mean, the younger you get, the likelihood of you watching any network television goes down dramatically. As and, you know. okay. and the, the, well, the reason is technology. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me just give you a quick example. Then mm-hmm. back to your point. Yeah. When Emily and I were in Alaska, we were on the Bering Sea and we used to do what's called the, the tide reports to tell people what the tides were, when they were going to be in and out. Very useful. On the Naknak, Nushigak, and Igigik rivers. And yes, you. I'm pronouncing those appropriately. Um, yeah. You've never lived till you've done Alaska <laughs> cities and names. So uh, that beca- that was just critical to the fishing industry. Yeah. Well, we learned that while we were there, and this is 2004, 5, and 6, while we're there, there is a um, a growth of technology 
to where the GPS and the the stuff on the captain's boats on all these fishing vessels, they don't need the radio station anymore. Mm-hmm. They can get the tide reports with a push of a button on a like a depth finder looking thing on the boat. And that was new technology back then. Well, you're always going to have to have the tide reports on that radio station because there'll always be five to seven to 10 boats out of the fleet of 500 that are doing the salmon harvest that are going to need it. But the point is, is that the need became a lot less. Mm -hmm. Same with traffic reports, the same with with other things. And now I think, and I'd like to get your response on this, I think it, and Emily, you too, I think it has to do with the depraved mind. We don't have journalists anymore. We have minions who just do bidding yeah. and to try to keep their situation. That's what's happening. Well, yeah. and, and not just in secular media. Christian media is pr- pretty much as bad as any of them, if not the worst yeah. of them all, in my opinion. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's where I was headed um, because it's true. Um, the supply chain that we're having, uh, you know, because there are less eyeballs on your local news and on your networks, they're not getting as much money, advertising money. And, and so... You know, their budgets get cut, their personnel get cut. And yep. then you add on top of that now, they have to be woke. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so they yeah. have to be woke. And so, yeah, you might get those kickers still, but they they might, you know, a certain percentage of them have to be a certain, you know, slant. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so that's the other problem. And we that. don't have a sense of humor anymore. Well, you can't. You you're you're going to offend somebody. Well, yeah. yeah, every, yeah. <laughs> I'm offended by your lack of being able to offend me. Right. The, the turning point for me was it was years ago, and I can't remember the name of the couple. They were on like CNN or some MSNBC, you know, some liberal news. They're still news. on M- Mika yeah, and still whatever. Joe. Yeah, Mika and Joe, Joe or whatever. Morning Joe. I remember her talking, and I didn't listen to the channel. I think I was mm-hmm. like in an airport or something, and it was just like on. And she said, but that's our job is to <laughs> let people know what to think. To tell people what to, to think. To tell people what to think. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's that. Like y- yeah. you're evil. That's how they see themselves. <laughs> it they do. is. It's they how do. they see themselves. And Emily, so, Emily and I have ran in that circle, and we could have gone to the. I believe we could have gone to the top of that circle, and we saw what was up there, and we're like, "Nope, that's no life. That's mm-hmm. no life." Okay, so you're you got a lot of money, you got a lot of fame, you got all this stuff going for you, and but to get there, you had to drag Christ through the mud, and you're going to sit there and claim him. Then, yeah. no, it yeah. doesn't doesn't work that way. If you want Jesus, sometimes you got to turn your back on those. What do you call them, Emily? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you look for. I'm sorry. Those broadcast <laughs> companies that don't want to. Well, okay. There's Christian media out there. Mm-hmm. They they're all about the money. Mm-hmm. They couldn't care less about the gospel. There's mm-hmm. a there's a publisher, and I guarantee you, if you're a Christian, you have their publishing mark. They couldn't give a rip about Jesus. They're only about publishing books and making money. Making money, and, yeah. And it gets to be where if you got to want to, you have to come out of that culture intentionally. Emily and I did, and let me just tell you, it is something that we don't want to not be a part of it. We want to be part of the the broadcasting, but only for authentic Christians. Yeah. And there's only so much, uh, there's only so many American family associations out of Tupelo, Mississippi. I mean, I love them. I think they're, they're, they're like-minded. There's only a couple of those in the country left. Everybody right. else I think has, has gone. What do you think, Em? Where, where have they gone? 
Uh, I don't know, but that's a really sad story. <laughs> <laughs> I really did get on the bummer train. <laughs> you, there, is good, there is good news. You joined. And see, that's what I was saying. I'm like, okay, I know that there's good stories yep. out there. So why don't we do our own? I don't know, right. Chris, if you, Mike, if you, like, what's a good, it doesn't even have to be recent, but I wanted to have a feel good story. <laughs> I've got a feel good story for you. Do you? Yeah. All right. Lay it on me. And I, and I'm betting you can do it. Without your angry eyes on. Okay, I, I don't, I don't really have a story. I was gonna do a bit, but I needed the momentum, and you just took it from me. So now I don't know what to do. You need a what about Mike? You got a I story? Got, I got a good story for you. Okay. All right, here's a good story. The broadcast industry's broken beyond repair. <laughs> There's no journalists anymore; just minions doing yes, bidding. Yeah, and they all lived happily uh, ever after. Oh, yeah. and then somebody, you know, burped out loud. He, ha ha ha! Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> get. <laughs> Hey, you're making fun of my old show? No. That's what I used to do. We, we had a hey, kicker one hey, time. Hey, this gets stale, get shot a burp. Everything right, will be funny. Right. Yeah. We had a kicker one time, and it, it was a human pizza in a in a kid's pool. And so they, were, they had sauce all over them <laughs> wait, and stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What do you mean by a human, human pizza? pizza? Well, it's like there were people in there, and they were covered with sauce and pepperonis and stuff. And, and like it was, Why? Yeah, I don't remember the whole point of the story. It just... <laughs> I'm trying to get to my punchline. So, See, and me trying to do a joke, I'm like, hey, here's a happy story. I'm going to be really sad. Okay. That yeah. fell flat. So, but hey, it beat human pizza, so I got that going for me. Human pizza in the pool might so then they So then they come back to me on the set with my co-anchors, and I said, oh, what a great idea. Then you can actually hold the anchovies. But I'm pop. And everybody cracked up. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. Well, I, come Did on. I mention the broadcast industry's <laughs> broken beyond repair? Yeah. So oh, here's the man. good news. Here's hey, the, the good, good news? news. As those budgets get cut in local news, especially, and you don't have enough people to do your kickers anymore, yeah. and so you have less of them with the supply chain uh, problem. Yeah. You have independent journalism now, mm. and so go back to Chris's point about this show and other shows and podcasts and everything True. you can find on YouTube. You can find everything on YouTube. And yeah. There are good, some good stories out there. People talking about their successes, about all kinds of different things. Yep. And that's where the media has gone. The media yeah. is all, we're the media now. Right. Exactly. Right. And you have to be really selective about what information you're taking in. Do you remember that little kid's um, Bible song, be careful little ears what you hear, be careful little eyes what you see. Yeah. Do you guys remember that song? Yeah. I don't yeah. know the hand motions, but I remember the, <laughs> the verb. I do verbal. too. Uh -huh. And I think as adults, like we, we have to do that too, even now. And so we have to be selective about what we're looking into, what we're seeing, and it just takes a little longer um, to do that. So... I have a really quick feel good story. This is going to be your feel good okay. story Yay. of the of the day because I couldn't find another one. Um, Everybody, yes. Here's Emily with your feel good story of the week. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, known as Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we That's were, a magical place. Yeah, yeah. And in days of the past, many moons ago, yeah. uh, Chrissy and I were doing a morning show where. 
wasn't so hard to find um, fun stories of the day. But we were doing a morning show. One of the things we did was we gave away prizes. And I had a CD to give away. And so we put it out there. Callers called. I think we were looking for like the fifth caller or whatever. And the fifth caller was a woman named Poppy. And she lived in the city of Surprise, Arizona. And so I just got her information. You have a very short period of time to get all the information that you need to get that CD to that person. And Emily would hate to have to put them on hold for us to go on after the song live. Yeah. Uh, so, so she really, really, really wanted to make sure she got it done. <laughs> this was fun to watch every day. Her with the winners getting their information before the song ended. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So All right, anyway. So Poppy from Surprise. So we get the CD. It's going to be going out. We have to announce the winner then when the, you know after the next song. And so we come back and we say, you know, Poppy from Surprise won our third day CD. And I just very flippantly, off the cuff, I'm thinking Poppy from Surprise. Like, doesn't that just sound so happy? Yeah, if I got an invite to a party from Poppy and Surprise, who doesn't go? Who doesn't go? Everybody goes. So I just started talking about that. That sounds like a really happy person that I would like to get to know. Well, it was just a flippant comment, but a few days later, she called the show. Mm -hmm. And she said, I got the CD. I'm very, very thankful. She said, but Emily, I have to tell you something. She said, when you said what you said, that Poppy from Surprise sounded like a very happy person, she said, that was like a knife through my heart. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. What did I do, you know? And she said, I realized in that moment that I was not a happy person. My life mm-hmm. was not on the right track. And I knew I had to re-surrender, re-give my life back to Christ. Wow. I, I think I was speechless. I don't know. But um, it wasn't something that I could go back and say on air. Hey, guess what, everybody? <laughs> but it's a story that really stuck with me mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't always know what we're doing or what we're saying or how it's going to impact someone or even if it's going to impact someone. But when we can be in that mindset of sharing goodness with mm-hmm. whomever we come in contact with, you never know how powerful God can take that little wisp of a flippant sentence that you said, mm-hmm. and he can do a powerful work in somebody's heart. But a lot of times I think that doesn't happen when we're setting off to be, I'm going to be a great defender of the faith today, and I'm going to dispense my wisdom into the hearts and the minds of all those around me. It's, it's not that. It's just simply doing good to others, and God can work amazing miracles, and I know because I've seen it, and it has nothing to do with me. There's your good story, your uplifting story. It's amazing. For the day. Ba-dum-pum. Ba-dum-pum. <laughs> yeah. Top that. No, Boom, I'm just shaka-laka. kidding. Let's move on to right on and way off. Let's Should do we it. do that? I wish I had a jingle to play. Now. <laughs> well, hire some jingle singers, <laughs> and then we'll get jingle, it done. I'm a jingle singer. Jingle singers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should just make my own. I should make well, my what own. We gotta, right what we got to do is we got to go. There's a guy named Dave Mefford, and everyone in America has heard Dave. <gasps> I and yeah. he's the best. And we just got to hire him and do and have him. He used to do all of our stuff, yeah. like Rush Hour Riddle and Rise and Shine Story Time. It was him introducing yeah. the bits, Sorry, and it man. was pre-produced. And we just need some pre-produced button where I can yeah. hit it, and yep. you have the voiceover guy comes. And now here's Emily with Right On Way Off. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like it. And go. Go. All right. Uh, three statements. And Chris, since last time we did this, you were so overjoyed with, you know, just statements that were basically true or false. I thought Correct. I'd do it again. <laughs> 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 They're not real deep. Oh, these are gosh. just, these are actually, uh, last time we were talking about Bible, things about the Bible. Mm -hmm. This week, we're going to be talking about wives' tales. Wives', wives tales. Wives' tales. <laughs> old wives' tales. These are actually from around the world. World, and people have looked into them and done a little research to see if they really do work or not. Okay. For instance, I'm going to give you a, 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 an example. Okay. And that example is uh, an onion in your ear if you have an earache. Okay. Wives' yeah. tale. Is that, does that work or does that not? Is that right on or is that way off? That's right on. You can do that. If you have a cold or a flu and you have an earache, take the little pearl of an onion, put it in your ear, and it should relieve the earache. If it doesn't, you need to go see a doctor. Another thing you want to do is you want to take the biggest onion you can get your hands on. doesn't matter even if it's a small one, but get a biggest one you got. Cut it in half and put it in a, on, a, on a plate as close to the side of your bed as you can yeah. if you have a cold. Yeah. And you will wake up without a cold. Yeah. Or, it, you know, it, not not every time, but I mean, enough times where I still do it if, yeah. if I get a cold. I'm it's, thinking with the onion in your ear thing, if that really works, uh, or if you need an onionectomy afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sure. Some people are afraid that the onion's going to get lodged, <laughs> yeah. that they can't get it out, but that it doesn't. Well, don't jackknife it in there, like, you know, with <laughs> no. intentionality. No, you just rest it in the little. I'm not a wife. Entrance. I don't know these tales. <laughs> <laughs> but it does really. Okay, so three more wives' tales. You guys are going to tell me whether these are right on, way off. We'll start with you, Chris. Spilling water behind someone brings good luck. Is that right on or is that way off? I'm way off. I'm okay. way off on every single superstition. I think it flies in the face of God. Done. <laughs> Okay, we're done. You are such a <laughs> Thanks for happy coming. guy. Thank you. That was Poppy from Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Okay, you're way off. Mike. We got Dumpy from Reality, Arizona, <laughs> on line two. Hi, Dumpy. What's Re on your mind? Reality. We're all going to die. <laughs> Thank you. Would you like a CD? No. Might as well. Uh, anything know. to do with horoscopes, anything to do with uh, any, well, any of the dark arts. Well, I'm not going to bring Let me finish. Let me finish. On. And so sometimes like Friday the 13th and Black Cats and all that stuff, it gets into superstitions. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is a superstition. Uh -huh. It's salt over the shoulder, water behind the back. Um, yes, Emily is the farm girl with all of these weird things like... <laughs> You know, uh -huh. look, there were times that I used to say, look, she, when you come home, not only will she cut an onion, but she'll mix up, mix up some concoction that has to do with like pickled juice and, you know, sheep's head and freckle of raven and whatever else she can find, you know, and throw a little acorn in there and mix freckle it up. And, <laughs> I mean, goat's tongue, you know, a little goat's okay. tongue, and a little freckle of raven. Mm. You can, you know, it's almost like she's, de you know, scaring off the, the, the evil spirits. But I will say yeah. that most of her... Rural, you know, let's we're in the you know, we're just make stuff up, you know. I mean, it, when you're dealing with Emily, dealing with home remedies, you're, you're almost wondering when is she going to bring in the leeches? <laughs> you know? I'm not bringing in leeches, <laughs> and so because so many of these things worked, I always go with the line, I have a healthy respect for a skill set of the hill folk yes. because she does hill and folk recipes, but that's anything different. that is 
anything that is superstitious, it I'm out. Okay, luck. gotcha. Right. How about you, Mike? What do yeah. you think? Spilling water behind someone brings good luck? I'm way off on that. What okay. if you get up and they slip and fall and break their head? Yeah, see? Yeah. There so, you go. No, that's bad. That's I don't believe in good. luck. I believe in problems. <laughs> <laughs> we had a pastor one time. Good guy. But he would just get off. I mean, you know, the, you know the kind of people that can't have dirt devils or eat devil's food cake? You know, those kind of guys. <laughs> Deviled eggs. He oh, refused to call it a potluck because uh, we don't have luck. We have providence. Yeah. So we went to a handful of pot providence meals. and <laughs> They felt sounds... like a lot like potluck, but that, that was just... The person that provides the pot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. I don't know. Okay, Mike, did you answer the question? I can't remember. Okay, so yes, you're both way off. This actually uh, came about in Serbia. And in Serbia, it's, it yeah. was its wives' tale from Serbia. Okay. And you're saying I, Serbia, 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 Serbia. Serbia. Sorry, my. I'd B. like to buy a consonant. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> my B is very. Soft. Use your words, M. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, otherwise, the luckiest people in the world would be people, you know, like. Going, klutzes. Yeah, <laughs> klutzes, <laughs> people on airplanes that are going down, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, question number two, or <laughs> statement number two, spider webs can be used as a compound to help clot blood. What do you think, Mike? Right you, on. Right on? Right you think on. that's right on? Well, just a pound for pound, <laughs> the tensile strength of a spider web is stronger than that of steel. I've heard that. So I've heard could that. you imagine if you're bleeding and you and you put a spider web on top of it mm-hmm. to help bind your skin, kind yeah. of like a, what they call a butterfly. Yeah. Um, I could see that working. So okay. I'm going to go right on. All right. Chris, what do you think? Right on or way off? Spider webs can be used as a compound to help clot blood. Right on or way off? I have no idea, but I'm going to go way off. Okay. Why? Because if it's stronger than a steel beam, yeah, that's a little bit much. I've never seen anybody build a house saying, no, we're not going to use steel. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're bringing in spider webs. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna web this and then put the trusses on the web. That's because there's not enough spiders <laughs> to build a beam. Yeah, awesome. but they, it is very strong. I've heard that the spider web it's so mm-hmm. it's such a hairline thing, yeah. but it is exceedingly strong. Yeah, grippy. And so it, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm thinking there might be some truth in it, but I'm just for the bit. I'm going way off. Okay, well it's actually right on. I and the fact is that spider webs contain a tremendous amount of vitamin K. Whoa. And vitamin K mm. actually does cl- help clot blood. Okay. Um, so people have used that. And so I was really Do you amazed. Eat it? No, you just Inject I, it's used it? as a <laughs> as a compound. Oh, okay. Apparently you wrap it around wood to make it like steel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, you'd have to yes. find a pretty big web, but I don't think it would be for like a gaping wound, but just for yeah, like, a, okay. you know. I think it's the concept that cuts. a drop of blood with a, a string of, you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah the things go together in it that environment. It can be used but as a compound. Right. That's what the statement How much says. web would you need? How much web does a web 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 if a web is a web I mean, we got blood. a really big web. <laughs> we got a really big web that's been catching flies and we haven't knocked it down yet. Uh, yeah, right. Because yes. we want to see then how many sure. flies Saving it, it to see if you Even cut. that big, thick web wouldn't work as a compound to stop. Well, you can ball them up pretty. I tell you, you know. what, if anybody has some gauze, <laughs> I'll take it. 
Somebody says, I got a spider web. I'll be like, do you got any gauze? <laughs> I got a wound. I got a flesh well, wound. Well, we can call it gauze. All right. Okay. Enough. All right. Last question. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. All right. Bacon on a splinter overnight makes it easy to pull out in the morning. I'm going to go way off. Okay. Why? Because the bacon wouldn't make it overnight. It would be eaten <laughs> before it got to the morning. <laughs> correct. You are correct, sir. Uh, num, yeah. num, 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 num. I mean, I'm bleeding. I have bacon. Yeah. You, now you got a conundrum. Bacon so I'm going on a way splinter. Off. Okay, way off. Mike, what do you think? If it's uncooked bacon, I think would be as effective as a warm washcloth or anything else that's going to soften up a splinter. So uncooked bacon, I'm going to go right on. All right. Very good. Well, apparently that is true. And I'm going to like totally agree with it. I may use that someday if you get a really bad spin. Well, I know you will because you always um, do when these things come up. But you up. might no. have a bear break down your door. I'm just thinking, you know, bacon does make everything better. That's true. So yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't even, I didn't keep track. Uh-huh. I need to start giving out points for when you guys are right on way off so oh. we have a clear winner because so I forget. So your first aid kit, kit is bacon and spider webs. Bacon, spider webs, you and forget forever. the water. Forget the water. You I saw water. a meme that is, is running through my head right now. I, th- I think I'll share with you, but I can't remember the third guy's name, but... It talked about that, you know, you remember Johnny Cash and, and Bob Hope. Yes. And then there was one other guy that I can't remember his name right now. Okay. But um, now, because of, you know, they've, they've, they've passed on, mm-hmm. uh, we have no cash, we have no hope, and we have no whatever the third oh, guy was. Okay. Oh, yeah, So yeah, then yeah. the punchline is, mm-hmm. please put a security team around Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This, has, this must be done. Bacon does make life better. I love it. I think that's going to do it for our show. So, Mike, you got any final thoughts? No. Okay. (laughs) And we're moving on. And we're moving on. Uh, Chris, what do you want to leave with our audience? Because I know you always have a head full of really good things to say. Well, I I would love for people to support FreshRoadMedia.com because we need a broadcast outreach where people are going to still tell the truth while we still have a few days left, maybe Mm -hmm. months, weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. you know, if we if, if the Lord tarries and we're here for a few more years, it's going to become critically important. If you don't feel like supporting Fresh Road Media, uh, find some other media to support, some other apologists, some other people that are actually trying to do the work. We're small, but we're feisty. <laughs> so <laughs> We're scrappy. We'll we're find scrappy. a way. And we have spider and, webs. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, we have no <laughs> reason to be doing this other than just the love of Jesus and the hope that... The, you know, the, the funding would come through so that we can continue to do it. You can't do a lot of things with no money. You can't even go wash your car with no money downtown. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, you know, grab a hose at your house. but I wonder if spider webs would work. Anyway, so that's my <laughs> final thought is I just want people to continue to support good works, continue yes. to tithe at your church, continue yep. to do the things that God's calling you to do. Because right now, if you haven't picked up on it, there's an onslaught coming that is already here and so we need Christians to stand together and not yeah. find these these idiotic little ways to divide ourselves. Mm, yeah. But um, boom, yeah. boom, shakalaka. The Lord is definitely sifting. He is looking over the earth, finding, is there someone who is yet faithful? Be that person, draw close to the Lord, and he will draw close to you. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thank you so much. And don't forget, check out all the resources available for you at freshroadmedia.com.